Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. What series are we covering this week, David? You gotta book them all. We're covering Bokasan. Oh, God. We certainly fucking are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this one was, uh, it was shit. Yeah, it was Ooh. not good. Power word. This sucked. Yeah, we're not even going to hide it. It's it's going to be so blatant, like, from the start, the quality of this series. Really no point in even just uh, dancing around it, you know? Yeah, uh, but to tell a little bit more about this series, it was created by uh, Nishi Yoshi, uh, Yoshiyuki, and it was 18 chapters over two volumes. So, Jordan, at least mercifully, it is short. Imagine if we had to read like 30 chapters of this. Oh, I don't know, David. These chapters seem a little long. <laughs> oh, fuck. I thought this ran a jump. Maybe it's because they're just impossible to follow. At least this first chapter just felt significantly longer than I was expecting. Every series in Shonen Jump has like a triple chapter. Okay, okay, that's true. All right. Yeah. I'm really hoping that the length is not consistent throughout the whole thing or else I will tear my goddamn hair out. You want me to get into the goddamn plot summary? Yeah, I really appreciate you messing with me. Like, David, what the fuck happened in this? And I said, I have no goddamn idea either. I mean, I'll just get into it. Here's the fucking plot summary, listener. Hinomiya Mitsura is a kid who doesn't know what he wants to do with his life until he saves a little girl whose mom was killed by a Bokasan, which is a weird demon thing. And he does this by turning into a Bokasan cat demon. Then he decides that, oh, actually, I want to be a hero. Now, kind of just imagine that, but with a ton of completely incomprehensible bullshit. And then he also uses telekinesis to cheat at bowling, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Weirdly, his teacher is like fully aware of his powers, but no one else is. And he's like casually uses in front of the people, so I'm not quite sure how this whole system works. I also am very confused. Is this a, like a translation thing and these are yokai or is this a completely separate thing? Because I googled Bukasan and I couldn't find anything. So hopefully Tucker will have some details of what the fuck a Bokasan is. I have no idea, but I can tell you that this series feels like it was translated very poorly. Oh, yeah. This series is actually from like 2009. So this is actually like an elder. <laughs> yeah, it's an elder millennial. It's an elder manga. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it really feels so much like Beachy. Maybe, actually, yeah. Yeah, so these... But Beachy was 10 years older than this. And had better art, yeah. honestly. Oh, my God, this is... Yeah, this is... This is, this is not good. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I assume we're now officially in the first impressions. But first yeah. impressions, yeah. Yeah, the art is rough. Backgrounds are half-drawn. Like, if you're not the explicit person in focus, you do not have your face drawn. So everyone looks like they don't have faces. The faces look like they were just doodled, like freehand with a pen by a guy who's like, didn't really think about it too hard. These drawings are not solid. Yeah. Ugh, like Beast Children looks better than this series, I would say. Yeah, so this series, though, I it, it's really interesting that sometimes you see a series and you're like, this looks like if the art style of X series, if the artist was worse. And this reminds me a lot of Dungeon Meshi, where it has like a very similar like facial proportion and style, but Dungeon Meshi is just drawn substantially more competently. Like there's a cat boy, cat girl in that series that straight up looks like a character from this series, but just drawn way better. You know, I kind of weirdly got a Naruto fan comic vibe yeah. The way that this guy, or at least attempted to draw faces and clothes, where I was like, okay, I could see if a much better artist tried doing this, it would look a lot like Naruto's <laughs> art style. 
You just have it on your mind because of Totally Not Mark. I did not watch that video yet. Really? I, I really wonder what he's going to do because Naruto just gets way worse after the Chunin exam. I mean, Naruto is a series of peaks and valleys. It's got its positives throughout there. Mm, sure. Someone did point out that uh, Zabuza might have been like the peak of the series. And I don't know how much I disagree with that, to be honest. I mean, as you say, tuning exam, it's literally the next arc. So yeah, the point is that Naruto was at its best in the first like 10 volumes. I mean, and, you know, again, I really like uh, I, I like Jiraiya when Jiraiya shows up and shit. But yeah, this is not a Naruto podcast, but. My God, it's tough to figure out what to fucking say about Balkasan because it's incomprehensible. Yeah, I also just want to point Jiraiya showed up during the Chaining Exam arc. What? No, he... Yeah, Naruto uses summoning when he fights, um, what's his name? Orochimaru? No, not Orochimaru. Who's the sand guy? Why is his name? Gara. Yeah, he uses summoning versus Gara, and he summons a toad. Where do you think he learned how to summon a toad? He just didn't learn the Rasengan yet, but he learned how he learned summoning from Jiraiya during the Chaining Exam. Oh, dude, I don't remember like anything about. Bruh, it's all, it was only fifteen years ago. How do you not remember this? Yeah, right. <laughs> was that fifteen years ago, or was it fifteen years ago since like Naruto ended? I don't even know when Naruto happened anymore. Who fucking cares? Man, this would be the perfect series that we could have just like we made that joke for fans. Here, this would have been the series where we just talked about Chainsaw Man and like things we actually like for like forty-five minutes instead. Yeah. But, uh, I, um, I legitimately had to fight to think of positives. So I think that having a mute main character is an original idea. It's clearly not is handled. Is he mute? What? Is he mute? Yeah. He explicitly said he doesn't talk. But then he does talk. When does he talk? I thought it was all self-narration. No, there's, there's a point where he does talk and then somebody's like, oh, wow, you said something. Oh, fuck. See, like, I. I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> all right. So then this series does absolutely nothing that I think is remotely good. So the only thing is that sometimes in comparison to other drawings in this series, the drawings look pretty good, but only in comparison to the shittier drawings around it. Mm-hmm. This right here is just like a sequence of uh, dialogue from one of the panels. I just want to read it in order. <laughs> sure. Inspector Yano, please excuse us for being late. Bowling? No. Um, yes. Why are they revealing that? And listener, you have exactly uh, as much ability to figure out what the fuck they were talking about as I did when I read it. I will say, though, that we do have a note from T. Wolfwood, our Oracle listener. Thank you for being a patron, being able to listen mm. to our recording. Pointing out, yeah, this series is just known for having a really shit translation and they said actually the translation gets worse as it goes on nice oh fuck yeah oh is this gonna get into pokemon vietnamese crystal territory it very well could oh man what was the name of that like someone translated star wars the revenge of the sith into chinese and then back and you got like a lot of really great dialogue like that's where do not want comes from because the scene where darth vader goes no got translated as do not want (laughs) it's really good I know what you're talking about. It had a really funny name. I forget what it is. A.T. Wolfwood, can you can you find it for us? No, you don't have to. Just the Du Wang translation of part four. Yeah, but that's exactly like what it is, except the thing is that this dialogue is so confusing that even though it's probably a little bit more easy to understand in Japanese, I doubt it's good, you know? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't take away from the fact that the art doesn't make any sense. The paneling is atrocious. Everything is so oh. cramped. 
Some characters, you can't even see their faces properly because they are just trying to jam so many panels in and like nothing happens. So I don't know why the author felt like he had to really force it. This isn't One Piece where you're tracking 15 characters. Like Oda is allowed to literally cram as much content as he can in each chapter because he has so much to do. Each arc would be twice as long as he if he didn't optimize the fuck out of every single arc or every single chapter. Yeah, I was going to say Oda does not optimize the fuck out of every arc, but uh, also Oda knows how to make comics in like a coherent way, you know, like he's literally he's a pro in like a way that few people match. But like, you don't have to be as good as Oda to do a better job than this. Yeah. This is unbelievable. I mean, I pointed out to David, <laughs> there's a character. Oh, there's there's like this, this girl who has a crush on him. Maybe not. Maybe she's taking advantage of his psychic powers to cheat at bowling and hustle some people. I don't know. But like her face looks like Gomez's face. Yeah. But it's like serious. Like it's not funny in the way that Gomez's face is. It's just ugly. Right? Oh my god, like, there's so much shit that happens in here, and yet nothing that happens in here. Yeah. This isn't really going to compete with SWAT, I feel, for the series with the most manga about nothing. So it's a shame we've already used a Seinfeld parody. But we do have a pretty good idea of another well-known series that was absolutely atrocious that we might be using. So points to anyone who guesses what I'm thinking is a potential cover art. Wow, did David just say that Seinfeld was like atrocious? That's a... Oh, fuck off. That's a hot take. (laughs) Shut up. You know know what I'm talking about, you you silly Billy. Also, just get into it. One other thing that I fucking hate a lot is when the pilots have flashbacks. Like, what was the point? You could have just shown that and then flash forward to the modern day. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever to have a flashback in your first chapter especially just like you can explore the backstory a little bit later too why don't you just focus on showing us some kind of compelling narrative in the here and now you know you got to focus on what's right in front of us guys come on be in the moment yeah oh i do want to point out one of my favorite moments in this yeah This little girl's mom is killed and she's cut in half brutally and the cops are just like, ah, the victim's cause of death was uh, being cut in half and blood loss. I I posted that in the Discord (laughs) in the No Context Manga panels because I was like, wow, that is absolutely just an amazing piece of dialogue. God, I feel like there's a famous parody somewhere where it's just of like a mystery novel where it's just like there's a guy with a knife in his back and it's like a uh, cause of death knife in the back. Like, yeah, no shit. No shit. You see somebody cut in half, dude, you do author. You don't have to tell us that she died from being cut in half. It's making me think of that scene from Scary Movie 3 or 4 where the guy like finds out his wife was like cut in half in a car accident. And then he's like, ah, but, you know, can I like still, you know, he makes like a sex thing. And it did, that was just like a really fucking weird scene where he's like, can I can I still fuck my dead wife? Which actually, <laughs> what the fuck was that joke actually thinking about in hindsight? <laughs> scary movie three. <laughs> OK, so I didn't imagine that scene being in scary movie. I haven't seen scary movie three. I'm just assuming because oh. that does seem like a joke that would be in scary movie three. The most the under most underappreciated of the scary movies. How do people feel versus scary movie four? Uh, I think people think four is shit. My personal is one, three, two, four. But we will we can make our scary movie tier list at some point. I've only seen two. This is actually the second podcast episode in a row we've talked about scary movie. Is it? Yeah, because we talked about it. Because remember, I was comparing different types of parody when <gasps> right. we. Right. Yeah. So 
Maybe that's our uh, new Gomez where we just talk about it every episode. <laughs> our new Shield 21. Though we did actually talk about Gomez in this episode already. We, we already did. Already did. Also, the, the it's got a teenager with giant boobs. Yep, it absolutely does. Which is, uh, it's 2000s manga. Like, it really is just like, what the fuck else do you even say about this fucking thing? It's just like, it's so hard to get a grasp on. I feel like I'm watching like an even more incomprehensible uh, Xavier Renegade Angel. Oh, God. Yeah, I feel someone can make something this bad ironically, but this was just played straight. This could have been some like avant-garde <sighs> manga or outsider art. What it felt like was like um, like one of David Lynch's particularly weird and out there uh, movies, but like without any redeemable artistic value. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching Inland Empire, but there isn't even anything cool happening mm-hmm. at all. Like, unbelievable. Just, I, I, I can't even... Oh, I did want to say, you mentioned Scary Movie 3, but the movie that uh, her getting cut in half reminded me of was, um, I halved myself, Dewey. I have no idea what you're referencing. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? <laughs> That's a great movie. <laughs> That's a good candidate for movie night, actually. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that movie again. But yeah, it's her mom halves herself because I think her mom got possessed by the Balkasan or something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what I do know is I don't want to really talk about the series anymore. So why don't we can we move on to the next section, please? Yeah, because regardless of one, I don't know if I physically can talk about this series, any, about this chapter at least anymore. So let's move on to the next part. So David, what do you think is going to happen next? All right. So here are my three guesses. A friend is introduced to be a damsel in distress and gains powers. An evil human character that works for the monsters and isn't well explained. The female main character gains some powers, but is never as effective as the main male character. Were all of those uh, Phantom Seer guesses too? <laughs> yes, it was. I, did. I, was, I really wanted to see if you would notice <laughs> oh those really were phantom <laughs> yeah it's literally verbatim what my guess is for phantom sir were and i was like yeah fuck it yeah yeah it's actually these all work as well for this series well yeah because i was even wondering how you got three guesses because it was like i feel like i needed to understand this chapter more to make guesses the like the only guess that i really had and was solid on was this is going to be a really, really annoying and stupid racism metaphor. Oh, my God. So I was watching spoilers um, for No Time to Die, but I'll, I'll just be vague. So there is a scene where they're like trying to rescue an, a scientist. And then the scientist and the agent is um, black. And the, the scientist says something racist. So she drops him off a platform. So he dies. <laughs> uh, that's praxis, baby. She was like really hated him. And then he said something racist. So she just <laughs> kills him. All I can really do for my next guesses are it's going to end with a with a time skip and it's going to be a certified flop. Wow. Hot take central. Hot take. Hey, man, I don't know. I don't know for sure. I I can barely parse what the fuck is happening in this series, man. Yeah. So it'll be fun. So Jordan, though, would you read 10 more chapters? No. Oh, God. No, this was painful to get through. This was uh, this is just bewildering. So how about you, David, though? Would you read it? How about you fuck off? Because I would not. <laughs> really? What a shock. Absolutely. Uh, what's your power word? What? <laughs> what's your power word? No, I get it. Yeah. I feel like it would have been great if we had done that maybe two or three times. Uh, what's your power word? What? What's your power word? What? Exactly. My power word is who? Is 
shut up. <laughs> my power word is clutter because my God, the thing about this series, one of the things that makes it so hard to figure out is that there's just stuff going on in every panel, like every bit of space, and it is all hard to figure out. There's a ton of dialogue boxes that don't make any sense next to each other. It's just like impossible to follow. You need to cut out like over half the drawings in this manga just to make it readable. And that's the crazy thing is that he could have drawn less and it would have been better. So then he could have put more effort into what he drew anyway. Less is more and it's really hard to do that when you're starting out. Yeah, more or less. Exactly, more or less. Bigly. Anyway, you want to move into Q&A? Because I don't got anything else to say about this Yeah, but we do have some fans that have quite a few things to say. So let's start with uh, Zylon who says, Which flop series would have made the best gotcha game if it had succeeded? Golem Hearts. Golem Hearts. Why? Remember, the, the way that that series works is that there's a bunch of different little golems, but yeah. we, on, we only got a couple of them because the series didn't last long. But I feel like if it had kept going, there would have been like a bunch of little dudes that you probably could have gotten in a gotcha game. You know, that makes sense. I actually think um, Candy Flurry would have been good because literally there's mm. already like one that's pretty much Candy Flurry as a gotcha game. So they could have just reskinned it, which we talked about in the show. I forget the name of it, but um, Chip was talking about it. How like level five has a game that has a pretty similar concept to the series anyway. Right. Yeah, no, I could definitely see that. I mean, you could get like different candy weapons and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Ooh, you could even have like an edible component. That'd be cool. <laughs> Fucking weed. Oh man, T Wolfwood says Morikin. <laughs> yeah, that's what T. I T Wolfwood says Morikin, by the way. That's a good pick. That's not a bad one. I I also like the idea of physical like uh gotcha machines. <laughs> you have to bugs. find bugs and scan them. <laughs> exactly. That's actually a cool idea if they partnered up with, like, zoos. <laughs> yeah, hey, kids, here's some bugs. Yeah. Oh, man. Next question is, speaking of T. Wolfwood, here's your <laughs> contractually required that we answer one of your questions every episode. <laughs> <laughs> because he is a level three patron. Notably, the only level three patron who submits this question. So keep up the good work. Oh, yeah. What series are you currently keeping up with? And I assume just by the nature of that question, let's just limit it to, I guess, Weekly Shonen Jump, because otherwise I'll be here all day telling you what I follow right now. I'm very easy because I don't really, uh, I don't read manga. The fuck is manga? No, I, funnily enough, the most recent series that I've been keeping up with is PPPPPP. Oh, fuck off. Even Reddit's like, this series fucking sucks. It does. It sucks. But it's like, like, I like it for the same reason that I like, like, Birdemic or something. Like, it is a bad series, but I'm kind of just fascinated to see the bizarre ways in which it's bad. So how would you say this series is, like, not fun to read, ironically, while that was? Are, are you asking me why PPPPPP is more fun than this? Yes. Be- or Yeah, well, first of all, you could follow PPPPPPP. You could follow it pretty, like, decently. It's not, like, super confusing. It's just stupid in, like, really weird ways. Whereas this one, I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. I can barely tell you what happened in this chapter that we just read. Whereas I can at least tell you what happened in... I'm gonna just gonna call it PNASMO, whatever the fuck. Uh, what about you, David? What what series are you following besides One Piece? Because that's fucking obvious. So let's see. We got High School Family, Doctor Stone, Jujutsu mm-hmm. Kaisen, mm-hmm. Magu-chan, Mashal, My Hero Academia, Sakamoto Days, Hunter's Guild Red Hood, and of course One Piece. I am like overall, I am following uh, Sakamoto Days and Red Hood and One Piece. But the thing is, I read in bursts. Mm. So like, I will just not read any manga for like weeks and then read a bunch in like 
one week, you know? So, like, I'll catch up to all those series after a bit. I promise, David. I promise. Don't cu- don't cancel me. Also, I'm not sure why it didn't update in my list today, but I also read Mission Family, which, like, that series is really weird, so I'm just kind of reading it just to see what they'll do, because I've never seen a series more blatant that the author is making it up as he goes. <laughs> but he's trying to make, like, this complex spy, and, like, without any pre-planning, it just doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of the time, but it's still just very weird. It's just a fun read to see how he's trying to pretend like he planned it. Kind of like DBZ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so next question is from Yaji Black. Any flop series you think may have been successful if they'd start out as an anime instead? I likewise actually know what my answer is because we kind of said it in the episode itself. I don't think this was what we were talking about, but I kind of think Samurai 8 could have worked if it started out as an anime. That's an interesting one. Why do you think so? It looks really cool. And I think that if it was in motion, a lot of the... Because uh, one of the big issues is that the visuals just got kind of confusing. But if there if there was color and things were moving around, it would be a lot easier to follow. And I think that like a lot of the art design would stand out a lot more. That makes sense. Mine actually is kind of in a similar space where I thought that Candy Flurry, because we talked about that series. Yeah. If that series was full color, it would have been really, really fun to read. So I mean, making an anime is actually probably the easiest way you could have made a full because i don't think and uh maybe someone on the shonen flop discord can tell me but i don't think there's anything that prints full color manga like they do with american comics yeah i i really don't know enough about the different publications in japan so i I can't really say but i definitely can see that i would love a candy flurry ova i really want to see the gigantor fight (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so good so a stretch goal. After we make the Shonen Flop the anime opening, we'll, we'll commission an episode of Candy Flirt. <laughs> oh, man. Shonen Flop anime opening, the $1,000 a month goal. <laughs> yes. Uh, next one comes from Hassan. If you had to swap offers to fix a flop, who would you swap and why? This is an interesting question, actually, that I'm not really sure off the top of my head what I would say. Do you have a thought? I do. And I thought about this for a bit. And I'm pretty satisfied with my answer. I would have the author of Mora King write time Ren- uh, write uh, Teenage Renaissance David. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Time Paradox, where I was like, yeah, let's trade yeah. offers from the best series we ever read. I mean, that might be kind of interesting, but no, that isn't that isn't what I'm saying. Because the thing about Teenage Renaissance David is that one thing I really would have liked was if the author delved more into the Renaissance art aspect. Like, there are a lot of jokes about it, but what yeah. if, like, instead of piss there were like more in-depth art historical references. Maybe it could teach you some things about art history in the same way that Mora King teaches you weird things about bugs. I like it. I'm going to go with a really, really weird choice. You ready for this? I'm bracing myself. I think the creator of Golem Hearts would have done a really good job with Hell Warden. Because hmm. I think that like introspective thinking about redemption, just having strong characterization were all things that went well with Golem Hearts. And Golem Hearts was really limited more so by just the art. And I think that he was perfectly competent. So if he did the writing and the Hellworn artist just kept doing the art, I think that actually could have been a very solid series. Oh, that's an interesting way to turn it around where you just have um, where instead of swapping, you just have like, hey, you guys, you're now part of a team. Yeah. So you do that. Yeah. No, I can see that. I definitely see where you're going with that. Because, yeah, the issue with those series is that there was just, like, they definitely weren't trash. It was just they were missing some key levels of polish that really dragged them down. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of instances of writer, of artists where the art, they just couldn't do both. Yeah, 
And hey, I, I get it. It's tough. It's really tough. It's really fucking tough, especially with the with the massive like uh, crunch that sh- that uh, Shonen Jump just has you under each month. Like it's brutal. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of shocked that more artists and writers don't team up. Like they do it. They do that in American comics. It's way more common, you know. I think maybe I wonder if it's like a pride thing because you have to just be like, oh, I'm just not good at writing. You know, it might be a pride thing or it might just be an issue where uh, maybe a lot of artists are kind of uh, socially anxious and not really excited to be on teams. I don't know what I know about that. That's such a weird uh, thing for me to suggest of all people, you know, (laughs) this reminds me, we still got to at some point do an episode about the comic we were working on before we decided to do Shonen Flop instead. And maybe we'll make a pilot for that. Yeah, I guess. I guess we we didn't get very far. That on can that. be one of our stretch goals, maybe, or or maybe we'll take that secret to our to our grave. No, we should just do an episode on Pizza Boy. Why don't we just make a Pizza Boy manga? Dude, that was the best idea. So, for context, listeners, I had the idea. I had the idea about a platformer where you were a Pizza Boy delivering pizza to the gods of Olympus. The really the main opus was that your health bar was a pizza. Yeah, and so as you took more damage, your like the pizza would be eaten. So that was a pretty fucking rad idea. We came up with like maybe what at this point ten years ago, fifteen years ago actually. Definitely more than ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, like fifteen is more like it. Yeah. I keep forgetting I wasn't in high school ten years ago. Right. Fuck. What fucking weird is that? No, I I had a lot of fun drawing that. Like like the designs for that series just came very quickly. Like we had um what was it? We had Loki who was Shh. we had we, oh George, shit, you're we, right. Cancel anyone about the Pegasus. Yeah, can't tell anybody yeah, about the We had Pegasus. some really fucking good ideas. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about if we get another five patrons by the end of November, we'll do a mini episode talking about perhaps the best project Jordan and I ever worked on together. Yes. Ask your friends. I know we gained three patrons this month, which was really awesome. But yeah, if we could gain five patrons a month, then I would be super happy about that. And it lets us make more content. Totally. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So the big shout out to everyone that was a patron. I love you all. So next question, actually speaking of a patron. Ooh, that was good. This comes from the BB King. BB the who says why who what when and where yeah why is actually the funniest word in the world where if you answer like any statement with the word why it's usually funny one of the things I always like to remember is uh, there's a rule of thumb that if you ask anybody uh, why five times you will make them cry like about like anything I think that's actually one of like Toyota's like business strategies is to do that's like yeah. the five whys have you ever seen there's an episode of uh, the adventures of Pete and Pete that I always remember where they keep getting substitute teachers and then one of the girls in the class just keeps asking them why when they say stuff and Mm -hmm. it just pisses them off so much that they keep leaving to the point that like nobody wants to teach the class that makes sense that was a good show (laughs) it was final question i believe also from a patron bs what do you think about cool shock bt sequels one shot announcement that's cool as fuck it's cool (laughs) shock as fuck come on jordan that was just pathetic it's cool and it's pretty shocking Try better. BT. But yeah, it was a really fun read. (laughs) Shout out to Tucker who put us on our radar. We never would have really covered that series if he hadn't mentioned it. And it was such a unique where it's still by what, 20 years, the oldest series we've ever read. It's very difficult to find canceled series before uh, a certain date. Like, honestly, it's tough before 2010 even. Like, it's... As we see. As we see. Like, look how poorly this shit's translated, you know? Like... Yeah. And this one's lucky to even get a translation. But um, I don't even know why they bothered. Cool Shock BT? Because it's by Iraqi. Oh, I'm not talking about Cool Shock BT. I'm talking about fucking Bokasan. 
Yeah, I have no idea how this got translated. I would have dropped it, but I, would, I made sure that's fully translated. Yeah. Now I always check to make sure chapter 15, because we've had some where the first like eight chapters are translated and they drop it because it's shit. So now I always have to make sure at least the first 15 <laughs> chapters, because if you're going to do that, you're just going to do the whole exactly. thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I used to check chapter 20, and then some of these series didn't have a 20th chapter, so I had to start <laughs> rolling that back. All right. Well, I think we got through all the questions. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Let's move on to shout outs. Well, Jordan, first of all, I want to thank you for editing this chibi episode and being just, you know, one of the top 10 best co-hosts I've ever had on this podcast. Oh, you're so sweet. Who's number nine? Thanks, Tucker, for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. I feel like he's going to have a lot of fun with this one because he's going to have to oh, yeah. really push his Japanese to the test to figure out what the fuck's going on. We're counting on you. Be sure to join the Shonen Flop Discord. As we talked about, we have a great community. We're doing stuff like movie nights. We got a monthly comic book that we have a lot of, like, we did like a mini game show. We did a movie night where we watched Black Dynamite and we had like 12 people. We're playing a Narwhan with the anime Out of Context crew. Super awesome, like I said. Uh, I can't speak highly enough, just three really terrific guys. Uh, and also, as we talked about, we would really appreciate it if you join our patron. It really helps us continue to be able to make this show and support us financially. We do spend a lot of time and money, so it would be great if you can give a little bit back. And I also want to give a shout out to some of our patrons. First of all, Paradactyl Ghost for being a Chainsaw Man level patron. Super cool patron. They were like just doing it because they love the show. Uh, so they're like, yeah, I can cover the series I want just whenever you get a chance. So keep an eye out for that. I also want to give a thanks to Gabe, Mark, Marty, and T. Wolfwood for being King of the Forest. I also want to just give a special shout out to our Galactic Ball Federation because I love you guys too, or I love you folks mm -hmm. too, even if we don't talk about you as much, who are Alexander Zorak, BS, Dylan, Kreider, Megan Allen, Mike Carpenter, Sarah Hydra. Hey, Sarah. Yes, yeah, Sarah was actually on the show, so that, I'm just that good at convincing people to join her patrons. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shinko Sakamoto, Silly Rookie, The BB King, BB, The Trevor uh, Schenker, yeah, and Yaji Black. So those are actually some names of people who ask questions. So not only are they contributing to Patreon, they're also asking us questions and being an active part of the Discord, which is super awesome as well. Also, uh, yeah. BB King, BB The, you're a great guitarist. Anyway. <laughs> so if you're not ready to make a regular commitment, we have merch. We, as as we talked about, we have our super awesome Gomez shirt. We have a really great Mashable punching Harry Potter shirt that is also loved. And we usually are able to make the cover art for each episode up. We had some issues with the last one due to Pokemon copyright issues, but it was still <laughs> fucking Nintendo. Fucking man. Nintendo was like, take that shit down. <laughs> so uh, unfortunately, not for that one, but for the future ones, uh, hopefully. And though, no worries if you can't help our show out financially. If you can like, rate, review, or share, just even telling one friend or writing a review on iTunes really means a lot and helps us be placed better in things like the iTunes store where we can get more organic listeners. I would like to thank you, David, for not just uh, editing the main episode, but, you know, keeping this whole ship running, keeping it all afloat. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. It's all right. I'm used to doing all the work, so it's fine. I went to college. <laughs> I went to college. Oh, you went to college for the stuff that I hate doing. So You're I'm glad to have you so you can do it and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Anyway, there's nothing else here, I guess. Uh, hey, David? Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye! Bye!